Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoy Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome to another exciting broadcast of Faith on Fire. We've been talking about the G factor. The G is for God's grace. And God's grace is good. Amen. And it's good all the time. So we, we as Christians got to be remind, reminded constantly. Paul said, I, Paul said, I believe, I forgot who he was talking to, but he said, I, I know you already know these things, but I just want to stir you up by reminding you and I always think about that with making kool-aid i grew up drinking kool-aid richard and i know there's three ingredients for kool-aid you got to have the first ingredient water and then you got to have some sugar and then you got to have that key ingredient some kool-aid well the sugar was the aid ingredient was the sugar yeah right the sugar that's that that's what gives it that aid (laughs) you gotta have a but once you put it all in there you can't just leave it there you gotta stir it up so you stir it up. And that's what Paul said. He said, I know you already know these. And that's what we're saying. Igniting Christians faith on fire. We know you already know this stuff, but we're just here to stir you up a little. We want to stir you up and get your faith on fire. And so and bringing it to your remembrance. And we seem to forget that grace factor, that amazing grace. God is graceful. In the scripture, he even said, it says he, he allows his light to shine on the just and the unjust. Oh, we forget that one all the time, Richard. We don't want God's light to shine on the unjust. We want it just to shine on us. But he says, no, I, I have, mine is so sufficient, I'll let it shine on the righteous and the unrighteous. And again, the situation that's going on in the news all week about the NBA, and we want to remind Christians, you know, don't, don't jump on the bandwagon of condemnation. But jump on the bandwagon of reconciliation. Scripture says in Corinthians, we are ministers of reconciliation, ambassadors for Christ. So we're supposed to intercede and stand in the gap for somebody who's fallen or somebody that everybody's throwing, getting ready to throw the stone at. We're supposed to step in and do what Jesus would do and say, hey, let's restore. Unfortunately, we've forgotten that. Too many That's why we're here to get stirred up. We're being stirred up. Right. I mean, too many people in the Christian church have forgotten that we're to be ministers of reconciliation, not ministers of piling Com- of, on. Yeah, condemnation piling on. Yeah, we're not. And so, once again, and I love that analogy, the Kool-Aid, because if you don't stir it all up, all that sugar goes to the bottom, and then it's just not, not that tasty. You still and, got and water. And once in a while, if you don't, you got to stir it back right, up. Right, right. After you drink that first glass out of there, if it sits for a while, you yes. have to stir it back up. And so that is, it is important for Christians to stir themselves up and to realize back with the word. that we need to be stirred up because... It's so easy to become complacent. It's just so easy to, to go along. Everything to settle at the bottom. Right. And I think Paul talks to Timothy about the fact that 
that we our faith needs to be prodded. And and in the scripture where he's talking about that in Timothy, it's it's when you have a fire burning and it gets a little crust around it on the log, you have to take the poker and you poke that crust off, and now there's new wood that can burn and mm-hmm. the fire flares back up. Well, I think in a spiritual sense, that same thing needs to happen to each of us as Christians. We burn over, so to speak, and we get a little char on us, and then we we just kind of go along, and the flame is just there, but it's not really as hot as it once was. And every once in a while, that stuff's got to get knocked off there so we can get into some new wood, and that flame can burn bright again. God wants us to always be burning bright. And in that burning bright, we're going to be ministers of reconciliation we're going to be ministers of love we're going to be ministers of grace and that's what we're going to share with people not god is love the bible does not say god is mean the bible does not say that god is condemnation the bible says that god is love mm-hmm. we are to love others as god loves us that means that we pray for their reconciliation. We pray that God would forgive them. We pray those things. We don't pray that they get as much trouble as they possibly can. We don't hope. We, we don't pray that they get the maximum, huh? Right. We, and even if we don't pray that, we hope it. We hope they get what they got coming to them. And yet, did we want what we had coming to us? No, no we wanted grace. We wanted forgiveness. Nobody in their right mind is going to stand before God at the end and say, Give me what I got coming. No, 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 no. I do not want what I got coming. Well, unless you're deceived and you're thinking you, you did it all by works. Give me what I got coming. Right. Right? I and think uh, the prodigal right. son said that before he left, didn't he? Give me what I got coming. There you go. Oh, and look, he got what he had coming in the, the hog pen song. And, and he comes to his senses and he gets right. grace. That's where we all have to be. Right, Man, right. we don't want to stand before God and get what we've got coming. We want to stand before God and get grace. We want to have mercy. Well, you know what? That's what we need to show people. We need to show people grace. We need to show people mercy. We need to show people forgiveness. We were talking before we came on the air about how we are going to be forgiven based on how we have forgiven. Forgive us our sins as we have forgiven others. Right. It's all in the the scriptures. A lot of people read, forgive us our sins, and then stop. They don't go on to, as we have forgiven others, others. Because we don't like that part. Because we always want forgiveness. But we don't always necessarily give forgiveness. Anytime that I've ever asked somebody to forgive me, I've wanted them to. I would dare say the same for you. I would say the same probably for everybody who's listening. Anytime we've asked somebody to forgive us, we wanted them to. And in fact, if they didn't, we were mad because I asked for forgiveness and they should forgive me. And yet when the shoe's on the other foot, are we always as quick to want to forgive as we are to want forgiveness? Well, the scripture says, whatsoever man sows, that's so he also reaps. So if you extend forgiveness... You will receive forgiveness. And I'm reminded again over here in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. He's talking to the church again. Uh, Paul says, therefore, as the elect of God, we're the elect of God. We're representatives. We're ministers of reconciliation. We're ambassadors for Christ. We're children of the most high God. We're saints, which equates to the elect of God. Look what he says, holy and beloved. Now he gives us some instruction. Put on tender mercies kindness, humility, meekness, 
long suffering. We don't want to do no long suffering. We have short suffering with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But look what he says in verse 13. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, Richard, you also must do. Must is a command. That ain't no if, if you feel like it. He said, just as you've been forgiven constantly, you must do that. And that's just one text of scripture in the New Testament. It's all over right, there. It's all over. Mark 11, 23 and 24 says, talks about the prayer petition. And 25 saying, if you have anything against anybody, you must forgive them. It's all in the New Testament. You, you got to be blind to not read it or see it. But it's in there. And we have to not, again, not just be hearers of the word only, but doers. Scripture says if you're a hearer and a doer of the word, you'll be blessed in what you do. So if you want some forgiveness extended to you, especially from God, you better be forgiven, extending forgiveness to other people. And that's something I'm learning constantly. Right. I'm and always forgiving people now, Richard. And we can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, God, we can. Through the power. People say, well, you know, what? that's just not human nature. And they're right. You're that right. just doesn't come easy. Hey, but and you're right. It's, it's holy nature. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit will lead us into forgiveness. When, you, when somebody wrongs you, and I think this is really important for people to hear. When somebody wrongs you and you don't want to forgive them, you have to then realize that's your own sinful nature that doesn't want to. Because the Holy Spirit would lead you into forgiveness. And so if you're holding a grudge against somebody, that's your sinful nature acting right. up. That's your sinful nature doing its thing because the Holy Spirit would not lead you into a grudge. It well, would lead you into forgiveness. Back to what he just called us. He called us the elect of God, holy and beloved. That's what he just referred to us as, and he told us what to put on. So God says we're holy and beloved, and because he's holy and beloved. As he is, so are we. So he said, yeah, you can't do it in your own, but you can do all things through Christ. See, because our human nature is to get even. Yeah, when yeah. somebody does something to us, our human nature well, is to get even. Back to crucifying we're, that flesh. We're not to live according to our sinful You got to crucify it every day. according to the Spirit. So he says, so I say to you, live by the Spirit. And you won't fulfill the lust and, of the flesh. And we have to live by that every day. And and that's a moment-by-moment moment thing a lot of times. Because you'll be, you'll be going about your day, and all of a sudden, bam, something happens. And you have a choice now to go by my sinful Man, nature or to go I with tell people the all the time, every day is going to give you an opportunity to prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is, that your mind is renewed. Because life is going to give you an opportunity every day. to declare what you Sometimes, claim you believe. And a lot of times, more than once a day. Oh, more than once a day. Because that's what the devil does. He's going to make sure somebody piss you off. He's going to make sure somebody get on your nerves. He's going to do that because, remember, pressure busts pipes. The devil wants to show you. Ask Job. God told Job, the devil, have you considered my servant Job? He said, and the devil said, let me put a little pressure on him. <laughs> right. I bet you he'll curse you <laughs> yeah. and curse everybody else around out too. And, again, that's just, you know. You the know, only reason why he's not cursing you is because you just made it so easy for him. Right, and well, that's like tough for him. Well, and and that's, 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 kind of, that's kind of true well, with people. If it's easy for them, no pressures on them. Oh, yeah, I praise you. I bless your name. Now let's put a little pressure on you. Let's see if you're going to extend forgiveness to so-and-so when you haven't got any, you didn't have a favorable outcome in your situation. Then you walk out the door, you're, you're, you're mad. And, but you're still supposed to have the love of Christ. Remember? When Jesus was getting crucified on the way to the cross, what was he saying? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He didn't say, Father, 
He has said, if I wanted to, I can have six legions coming down. Right, I, I can take care of this mess. Right, right but, but he says, again, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. He said, Father, forgive them. He didn't say, Father, get them. Send all the heaven's Where's host the down. No, he didn't we do none of that. Forgive them for they know not what they do. That's the mind of Christ. That's the way we're supposed to do it. Forgive people. What was it, James and John, when uh, the people in that town wouldn't accept Jesus? They said, do you want us to call down some thunder? <laughs> you want us to do something but here? Again, we are mindful. You know, we like to declare we're a Christian nation, and our job is to conform this world system into the kingdom system. So, again, with what's happening this month, it's going to go on the rest of this month, that NBA situation. Our job is to intercede and, and pray that the Father would have a divine encounter with, with all the parties involved. And reveal to them the truth. It talks about in Ephesians 1.17 that the God, the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge. Them. The eyes of their understanding will be enlightened. God wants to enlighten people about the truth. Well, and, you know, one of the interesting things here is that this is his girlfriend that all this is going on with. Most people never say anything about the adultery part of this. You know, oh, no, no. That, big on the see, that, that's part. the world part. Yeah, they ain't mentioning all, all the other sin. And, and, I, and I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said, well, you know the reason why. And I said, no. And they said, because adultery is a pretty big thing in the NBA among the players. Right, so right. They're not really going to want to talk. Right, they don't want to talk about that. that right, yeah. let's talk about this race thing. <laughs> we ain't going to mention this over there. That, that's okay. But see, that's how we are as people, too. You don't have to be in the NBA to do that. You pile on to people about sin that's not yours. You know, I think we talked yesterday, you know, your cousin's a crackhead or whatever. Boy, everybody's on to them. But then you hear somebody gossiping, and you don't really say much about that because, well, maybe you did a little of that yourself. So we, we'll we leave that sin alone because— We're going to deal with this sin right here. Go well, well again, that's what there. they were doing with the woman that caught, got caught in the midst of adultery. We're going to deal with her sin— we ain't gonna talk about ours. Our own, we'll leave that. Yeah, well, we're gonna focus on this adultery issue right here. Because, you know, that's pretty obvious. Cause, cause she got busted. She was caught in the midst of adultery. Meaning, we saw her. So, which, which goes back, and everybody always said, "Where's the guy?" Yeah. Well, well <laughs> I mean, if they caught her in the midst which, of it, where's the guy? Which goes back in in this guy, Mr. Sterling's situation. It was exposed because somebody recorded it. Well, those was his beliefs. Probably, he's eighty years old. Those must have been his beliefs for eighty years. He just got exposed through a recording, but that's what and he believed. Obviously, believed. in this bad breakup and what's going on here, the motives of the person who recorded him right there wasn't pure at all. <laughs> and so it wasn't as if they were a sinless, pure person in this whole matter themselves. Again. This goes back though to where we're all at. This goes back to the don't start trying to pull the speck out of your brother's eye till you handle the beam in your own. It right. Well, so she easy. pulling the racism speck out of his eye when she's got an <laughs> adulterous spirit, and, spirit of and, fornication. And it goes back to, you know, you've always heard when you point the finger at one person, you got four more pointing or three, I guess, if you want to count your thumb for mm -hmm. back at yourself and right. how easy it is for us to point to other people and their sins and not to see the sin in our own life, we need to be asking God to constantly be forgiving us and changing us. And where in my own life, what sin in my life needs to be uprooted? What am I doing that needs to be uprooted? What am I doing that needs to be changed? How am I going to be more of the person that God wants me to be? 
rather than worrying about your next door neighbor and what they're doing and are not doing and and the changes you see in them we need to be looking at the changes in us what husbands and wives i get people i'm sure you do too they come in for counseling and they each see the other as the problem nobody wants to say what do i need to change it's this is what she needs to do different this is what he needs to do different and so it's all about looking at the other person and seeing the changes they need to make rather than ever looking in the mirror and saying what what lord do i need to well change? if you don't think you have a problem you, you don't believe nothing needs to be changed in you but if you want to look you always we always want to look at the other person's problem magnify that problem because i'm perfect over here i don't have a problem no you have to the scripture says examine yourself we have to always be mindful to do self-examinations and see and then we examine ourselves the bible is the mirror that we look in to examine ourselves to see if we're in the faith meaning to see if we're in compliance with the word are you just a hero or are you doing it are you extending forgiveness are you praying for others are you praying for the nation the late the nation's political leaders or are you just talking even, about them and even constantly? if they're a different political party than right you. are you I, I no, mean, I ain't going to pray for that political party because that ain't my party. Right. I no, mean, you're supposed to pray for all men. I talk to people all the time, and, and they're like, well, the that person's a Democrat or that person's a Republican. Well, we can't pray, pray for pray them because I don't want them to succeed. Are you kidding me? The president's the president of all of us, and it doesn't matter if you don't would never vote for him Well, ever. it's like they, they just believe, you well, God can't succeed. deal with him. God I mean, can't deal with that guy. He's about too this. far gone. It doesn't matter if the if the president's another party or not. We should want him to succeed because we're citizens of this country. It's like cutting off your nose despite your face. I want him to fail because I don't want him to be reelected. Right? I want him to fail because I don't want a Democrat in there. Okay, so I want the country to to suffer so that we well, don't see, get another Democrat. Are you kidding me? And that's the mindset that the enemy has programmed in people. But, and it's like not it. just Republicans; it's Democrats too. I've, you know, well, the spirit of it's, in there. So, spirit of division. People, you know, when when George Bush was the president, there were Democrats who were saying, "Man, I I want him to fail." Really? I mean, if the president fails, our country isn't succeeding. Well, we don't have an understanding of pray for all men. The scripture says over in Timothy about praying for all men, because God desired that all men be saved. And he's, the the next verse says that things may be well with you, that you may have a peaceable life. Again, peaceable life if you pray for those who are in authority. He says you'll have a peaceable life, but we don't do that. We do the opposite. We complain about those who are in authority. Right. Instead of doing what he says do, pray for them. Because God can transform anybody. Look at He did it to us. He did it to the listeners. If he can change you out there, listeners, sure, nobody's off limits. We just read in Hebrews 4.12 that no creature is hidden from God's sight. And everyone is naked and open to him and to whom we must all give an account. Everybody, from the head up, from Washington to your city, everybody has to give an account. And God can speak to anybody. Ask the Apostle Paul. Actually, ask Saul before he was Paul. He was crucifying the church, persecuting the church on a daily, and the Lord spoke to him and transformed him. So everybody, that's why he says just pray for people. Pray. It probably was some people praying for Paul. It had to be. Somebody was, if if one nobody praying for Saul, I bet you Jesus was. Oh, that's deep right there. Well, I bet you Jesus true. was praying because he was at the right hand of the Father at this time. And he's always at the right hand of the Father, interceding for who? His people. Paul was a Jew. Jesus was 
a Jew. And, and it's clear that Jesus was speaking to him because he asked him, why are you kicking but, against the why you <laughs> Yeah, he said, why are you persecuting me? But I mean, he says, why are you kicking against the goads? Mm -hmm. And obviously he had been speaking to Saul. Right. And he's kicking against it. He doesn't want to hear it. Right. And, <laughs> Just like Jonah, huh? And, and Jesus <laughs> knows, though. He knows his heart. He knows what's going on. But, you know, you go back to this political stuff or, or a boss or a co-worker. You know, it doesn't have to be a spouse. It can be a co-worker. You're having an issue with a co-worker. And most Christians would spend most of their time praying that that co-worker would change, that they would do rather than praying for themselves that their heart might change or their attitude And they would have some grace and mercy towards that co-worker. And their attitude toward mm -hmm. them would change. Mm -hmm. And so we spend a lot of time praying for the other person. There are people that pray that the president will fail. There's, oh, yeah. there's people that I see them on Facebook all the time, and I'm like, "Wow, praying. you're a Christian, and you this is what you're posting." It's like, "Wow!" Or the and I always say, "I thought I thought the scripture says do this," and they're like, "Oh, oh, 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 yes, forgot about that. I'm just stirring you up. I'm just here to stir you up on Facebook." Or their or their president or the the governor of their state or their mayor or, whatever. or their city they're council. Pray, they're praying that yeah, fail. the city council people, the mayor. Yeah, I, I know Christians are out here just talking bad, and I'm. I'm looking at him. I'm like, you guys are holding Bible studies, prayer meetings. Well, we what are you praying about? Because I'm looking what you're posting on Facebook and seeing what you're saying, you know, on face to face. It doesn't line up with well, what you, you can, claim and you believe. Well, you can have a prayer meeting praying for their failure. Right. That's what they're <laughs> praying for. Oh, I stepped into one one time. I ain't going to say who it was. It was this ministry, international ministry. I happened to be working at this church and I passed one of the room. It's when the president first got a, was doing the, the run, the race. Oh, man, they were in there praying against. I was like, wow. I was like, is this what we're supposed to be? I thought we were supposed to be praying that God will just put in office who he wants to be in office. They was totally praying, just hating. And that's what it is, hating. You got to let God loves everybody. God loves everybody. He doesn't hate anybody. Scripture says well, he, he desires. No, no, yeah, that's, oh, a, he that's what a lot of people think. <laughs> you know, the scripture says he desires. The Bible says he desires that no man shall perish. But that all may have eternal life. That's God's desire. But how easy it is if, if for a, a Christian who's a Democrat to think God only loves Democrats. You or, got people that actually believe that. Or God only loves Republicans. But, but, but who? All, hey, everybody knows that all good Christians are Republicans. Right, right. Everybody knows that. But who told you that lie? Right. Because it's not in the Bible. There's right. no political parties in the Bible. In, in the Paul, United States isn't in the Bible. Right. <laughs> Well, you Paul know, was we zealous. About this issue a few weeks ago. Uh, there's a lot of people who think that God was waiting for the United States to come into existence so stuff could happen. Right, right, right. Because this work is, ever since. we're the, the leading Christian nation of the world. <laughs> we, know, God was doing stuff 2,000 years ago, long before the United States ever became. Shoot, a, a and country. I just think about all the stuff you know that, that happened in the United States that was ungodly. For a godly nation, we were sure doing a lot of ungodly stuff. Oh, we've never done anything wrong. Well, I think since the pilgrims landed, doing <laughs> stuff wrong. But but praise the Lord, God bless America. God is grace, so right, right, God's right. grace can extend to even to people that are sinning. Well, and right, and, and, and right there it is, right there. He He graced us to still allow us to have abundance in this land, despite all of our shortcomings, despite displacing the Native Americans, despite enslaving a whole group of African-Americans, despite the civil rights, despite all the stuff. We did it to every other race that came here, too, the Jew, the Irish people. We didn't talk about everybody, the Jewish people, the Mexican people, the Asian people. Well, we're, Remember, we're, we put the Asian people in, in camps. Then we doing the, uh, what was that, the 40s or 50s or something? 
when we thought they, when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, yeah, we did all kinds of stuff in the name of the Lord to people that was unjust. But God still allowed His mercy and His grace to be upon this nation. That's the, that's something to be thankful for. He still blessed us. We're still one of the most blessed nations on the earth, I believe. Right, I believe not because we're, we are perfect, but because uh, He is. There you go. Because we got some praying people here. There's still, you know, I'm reminded of uh, Abraham when came to Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham started willing and dealing and negotiating with God. He said, if there be what, 10 righteous, would you spare it? Then he broke it down. I think he should have broke it down to, if there be a half of one, <laughs> I yeah, think God would have spared it. Yeah, if, if it's one, would you spare it? Well, but see, he was sure there'd be at least 10. Yeah, he was I sure. I mean, that's a given. Right, right, right. So he broke Lot it down. had to have 10 of them right. around. But, but he gave up. I believe if he said, Lord, if there was just one righteous there, would you spare it? Because God was working with him. He's like, just keep interceding. Keep asking me. Remember? Ask and it will be given to you. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's like, ask. So I believe that's what happened to this nation. There's some righteous people who know they're righteous and know the goodness of the Lord. They've been interceding for this nation because we've been blessed. We've been protected. And we have to acknowledge God for that as a nation, you know, from the head down, from the White House to the outhouse. And acknowledge God's been good to us. And despite. we need to be interceding for those people in our family. And especially those people in our family that we don't particularly like. Almost everybody's got people in their Richard, family. They don't I, particularly since like. Since I we increased in the knowledge of the Lord's will, because I got some family members that just hate me. <laughs> but I intercede for them. I pray for them. I pray that they receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the eyes of their understanding being light. And I pray that God will have a divine encounter with him like he did me, like he did Paul, Saul, like he did with you. I pray that for my family members, because here's the truth. All, all your family members don't like you. Yeah, right. they don't like you. You might think they do, but they're talking about you right now. And we got to intercede for them. We can't get mad at them because they're talking bad about us. Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. They persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. But he still said, he prayed for them, Father, forgive them. But they know not what they do. He interceded. He stood in the gap for those who was crucifying them. Same we, thing with and us. we need to intercede. And it's not just in our family. It's at work. Those people at your work that you don't particularly like. You need to intercede on their behalf. Be praying for them. Be praying that God would change your attitude toward people at church. Man, there's a real, that'll break people up right there. Is that, you know what, sometimes in church, there's people don't like each other. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, imagine that. I know that's probably not the way it is near uh -oh, church. Oh, it's there everywhere. I've heard of other churches yeah. where people didn't always like each other. Right. Well, guess what? Those people in your church that you don't like, you need to be interceding for them. You need to be praying for them. You need to be asking God to change your attitude toward them. Because that's the kingdom way of doing things. That's the kingdom way of doing things. And again, we're going to, uh, this is going to conclude this episode of Faith on Fire. We're going to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.